to episode one. Today, you're going to get to learn a little bit more about each of us. Um, you're going to get introduced to the podcast. The you're good, gonna, the bad, the ugly. The good, the bad, the ugly. The real talk. Uh, you're going to get introduced into the lives of where we all came from, where we are in business, what all got us to the points we are today, and then you're going to learn a little bit about what we plan on doing in the future, what you can look forward to with each one of these episodes. So welcome to Real Talk. Now let's get real. This episode one, episode one, just for real. Yeah, something really we've been this. talking about. We're doing. I don't even know what that means, though. Real talk. What does that mean? I mean, like, I when I think of real talk, I think of life. You know, uh, history, culture. I mean, you got to be honest. Yeah, I think genuine, authentic. Um, you know, we're gonna have fun. It's got to be fun. It's got to be entertaining, but it's got to be genuine. It's got to be authentic. So I'm excited to be doing this alongside you guys. I think that we all have the same mindset and I think all three of us are as authentic and real as it gets. Yep. Right on, man. Thanks. That and I mean, sure, it's a play on our brokerage, which we'll get into that in a little bit. But I think, you know, um, as we start off episode one, I think it's only appropriate we start talking about who we are. Yeah. Who are we? Where do we come from? What's our professional backgrounds? Um. Tell us a little bit about each other and and um, let everybody know what we're doing here and what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we were talking about that a little bit earlier. We started off with Shay, and I was like, um, Olsen sounded, what did I say, Irish? Irish it sounds yeah. Irish, but it's not yeah. as Danish, right? Danish. It may have that that origin, Irish. Uh, yeah, but my, uh, my grandpa actually came over on a boat from Denmark when he was only six years old. Uh, he, it was him and his family. Uh, 11 days on a cargo ship boat. And I mean, I couldn't imagine he remembers very little, but just thinking back on what that was probably like is a bunch of boys running around on a cargo ship. And I mean, the parents didn't, they're just like, whatever, we're, we're on our way. We're heading to America, but I couldn't imagine I've, I've got a little boy at home, 19 months old and little boy running around on a cargo ship. There's no way I would just let, let him do that. Um, But something really cool, that's a that's a really big part of I think my my family um, is him and his three brothers came over here um, and yeah, grew up in. So they moved to let's see, came over, got a sponsor in Ogden, Utah. Um, They had some people that said, hey, we'll take you in as you guys are trying to get all of your paperwork taken care of and making everything official. And that's I mean, that's kind of the the start. So he was born and pretty much raised. So born in Denmark, raised in Ogden, um, went to school there, had to learn to speak English, all the things. And then, uh, so my dad was born, uh, in Ogden as well. And so was I, and that's where, that's where I was raised, Ogden, Utah. Um, grew up going to a small Christian, uh, high school or elementary all the way through high school. So I went from three years old all the way up through high school. There was a small break in between there where I was homeschooled for a couple of years, but for the most part, that's, that's my story. What'd you do in Utah? What were some of your hobbies, man? Oh man, I grew up playing sports. Um, so I mean, soccer, right? 
soccer was not one of my things. That's <laughs> oh, my so little brother's. Oh, a, that's brother. A, okay, yeah, that's right. A soccer phenom. Uh, but for me, it was baseball, basketball. I played a little bit of soccer growing up, but that wasn't, I wouldn't say that that's really what I was passionate about. It didn't really stick with me past being um, in elementary school, but baseball, basketball, I played a little bit of football, but that wasn't really, that wasn't really my thing. I was always uh, real small and and skinny, hundred. I graduated high school at 140 pounds, so that that wasn't really fighting <laughs> weight. Fighting weight. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. So grew up playing sports, um, and church has always been a big part of my family and and my faith. And so grew up going to. I mean, we were at church probably three, four days and nights out of the week. Um, Wednesday nights we did Sunday mornings, and then usually there was something going on Sunday nights and. And then Bible studies or whatever throughout the week, um, and so that was a big part of my family. So going to youth camps and uh, summer camps, all of that growing up, and that was that was a blast. Um, and then graduated high school in 2014, and uh, wow! From <laughs> I, I love how many of you look at each other. Yeah. Sam and I are like, oh man! Yeah, somebody go get his coloring book. <laughs> Hey, I'm not that little man. I'm almost 27. Yeah, no, you get. <laughs> so graduated 2014. Um, I figured out pretty quickly that college was not for me. Um, I told myself that I would try at least two semesters just to see if it was something. If I had a burning desire to learn something or go after a specific career, but there was nothing that really stuck with me, um, and it, that's not very much time. Two semesters to really figure that out. Um, but during that time I was in the restaurant business working full-time while I was going to school full-time. So that was a lot, a lot of pressure. That's probably partially the reason that I didn't like school very much is cause I, I worked so much Yeah, I'm always more than 40 hours a week between the two and, um, doing school full-time that takes up a lot of that time also. Um, but I was in the restaurant business. That's how I kind of got started working. I started at 15 over the summer, uh, working at a little Italian ice shop, uh, that was local to our area. Um, learned a lot there, learned how to work hard and make hardly anything doing it, but it was something that I, I, I didn't, I enjoyed, yeah. uh, being in the food industry. And so throughout college, while I was working, um, there was a restaurant that I was working in and then I was also working at Sam's club in the cafeteria area. And so doing both of those, but it was, it was food full time between the two. Um, then I had moved my way up pretty quickly in that industry at that smaller restaurant, um, worked my way up to, it was a first, just as a cashier or somebody that's at the front moving up to shift lead and then assistant manager. And I was actually in training to be, become a general manager. I was 19 years old. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool that they were coming after me and saying, Hey, we want you to come and work here and, um, or work your way up with our company. And we'll put you on a salary. And I was like, yes, that's great. 19 years old, I'm on a salary thinking that that's, I mean, that's where I'm, yeah, where I'm that's supposed it. to end up. That's it. And, uh, man, I look back and they said, hey, it's not going to be any more than X amount of hours a week. And it was turned out to be lots more than that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was getting paid the exact same. Um, I was there. I was opening. I was closing. I was working six days a week doing that same thing. Um and so I did that when I was promoted up to assistant manager, moving into that kind of that general manager role. That was only a few months of that. And I was like, I'm 
I'm getting burned out. I'm, I'm sick of this. I thought that this is what I wanted to do, but really it's not. Um, and so I actually approached my dad cause he's been in the used car business and the car business in general for my entire life, almost 30 years in total. And, um, so I just went to him. I said, Hey, you know, it's three used car dealerships where I'm from in Utah. I said, Hey, I'm just looking for something, to, something else to do. What do you have? Uh, what's a role that I could fill? I'll sell cars. I'll do, I'll do whatever. And just so I can get out of this. And, uh, so I jumped in and he said, had a conversation with his business partner and, um, we talked and he said, Hey, I, th- I think if you're up for it, I, you can be your own broker. So you can kind of be running and operating your own business. Um, but it would just be kind of under our license. Um, and I really enjoyed that and then sold a few cars here and there. He said, Hey, if you just want to kind of cover the space and, um, sell these cars when nobody's here, I'm happy to do that. So I did that, um, as well. And then and my wife and I started, we started dating in, Let's see. I'm trying to think. It was late. I want to say late 20. She'll know. She'll know. Yeah. 2017, 2016, I think. I don't know. Somewhere around there. Um, I think it was 2016, but um, then I just decided I I was in the in the car business and decided to move to Roswell, New Mexico, where she was at. Um, all the aliens. <laughs> all the aliens. Well, funny thing. I lived there for... And it's almost three years, two and a half years, and I actually never visited that museum. I've heard I heard it was nothing special. <laughs> but Dude, I, my first I never my did. first time flying as a kid, I was co-pilot in a four passenger plane, went to Roswell, New Mexico, and went really? to the Alien Museum. That was like one of the <laughs> things I did when I was a young kid. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I got I a question for you actually, What's man. Up? Not to interrupt your story, but no, please. But to interrupt your story. Yeah. Um so you said that you found out real quick that college wasn't for you. Yeah. And then it was almost like you just went straight into business. Mm-hmm. What was like your deciding factor in that? Like, how did you know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur or be business minded? Like, what was it about college or the business mindset that that really hits you at that time? I think for me, it was, well, one, getting out of the restaurant business. I was I was willing to literally do anything else. Um, but I also think that I didn't fit the mold of just a, an eight to five, um, or nine to five, even though I was working way more than that, but like going to a place where I was working and that's where I was at. Like I was stuck there. I was working all those hours. Right. Um, and, and you got a cap, you got a cap on what you're going to make you're on salary. A hundred percent. And then even moving up to the general manager position, they were, we were having conversations. I was talking with the operations manager that oversaw the whole state. Um, and he said, Hey, I, you've got a lot of potential here, a lot of opportunity to make more money. And we were kind of running figures. And I mean, looking back now, I'm like, man, that's still a, that's a lot more work for not a whole lot more of what I, what I could have been earning. And you're exactly right, Sam, it would have been, I mean, I'm, I'm capped there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it really just comes down to not fitting that traditional, like go to work and clock in and clock out. I love that, man. You nonconformist. Know, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, okay, you're in Roswell, New Mexico. What happens next? Yeah, so um, we got engaged of, uh, let's see, February of 20, goodness, February of 2018. Um, and we got married in October of 2018, so engaged about eight months. Um, and while we were there, her sister and um, our brother-in-law, they actually moved to Amarillo, so that's how we ended up in Amarillo. 
okay. um, was we were married for about six months and then we decided things were okay. The job that I was working, I was in sales there um, in HVAC and man, that was also something I was like, man, I HVAC getting up in the attic when in Roswell in the middle of the summertime, it's 110 degrees outside and 140 plus 150 degrees in an attic. And that's what I was doing. Like I was in slacks and a polo and climbing up there. Um, and the big thing that they, that we really wanted to say just how we looked, how we dressed was presentable. And so, I mean, there were times where I literally had to, I just kept different, uh, outfits or like pants and shirts in my car so I could go. And like when I went back into the house afterwards that I was cleaned up. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was as soon as you got up there, it was you're drenched in sweat. <laughs> right. In sweat. It wasn't very much fun. That sounds um, really comfortable. Oh, really comfortable. Smokes. Well, that was that was my job. I was I was helping people get back to being comfortable. So I yeah. guess that's <laughs> it. Fit really hey, well. You gotta do what you gotta do. You know? Yeah. Um, but we got married October of twenty eighteen, my wife and I. Um, and then about six months after that, we decided that we wanted to pack up, sell our house in, in Roswell and move to Amarillo and kind of the rest is history. Beautiful. A lot like That's Ogden, right. Utah. That's right. Mountains. No, nothing close, but we've got, I mean, <laughs> I've still got family there and, um, and my whole family's there up in, up in Ogden area. Um, and then my wife's from Southwest Colorado. So we get lots of opportunities to go up to the mountains and hang out with family every opportunity we can get. That's what we're going to do. So Right That's on. awesome, man. Got it. So, so you moved to Amarillo, and then what did you do when you moved to Amarillo? Man, it was kind of odds and ends jobs. I was doing, um, I was driving Uber. I was um, Uber Eats. I was DoorDash trying to just, I mean, make do things anything. work out um, while we were trying to figure figure out what we wanted to do. I actually had pur- purchased my real estate courses, and I knew, like, eventually, yeah, I'll get I'll get into it. But then after you got to Amarillo? You- after. Well, I, so I purchased it technically before we moved, um, but it was kind of just on, it was pretty slow, the process getting started, yeah. but then it took a few months and I was like, okay, like I need to, this is, this is something that I want to do. So I'm going to have to dive into it. And, um, man, that's what, that's what I did. So, um, COVID postponed and kind of pushed everything, everything off the beginning of that next year. And, um, so the testing and everything took me a little bit longer than what I, what I would have liked, but got licensed officially licensed uh september of 2020 um and then from there gosh kind of a crazy story but started on a team at killer williams some some great people incredible people to learn from um have a really awesome leader and a mentor that is still a great friend of mine we talk all the time and uh just just about business and life and i mean i stay in touch with him and he's here local obviously um but that's where I started, and then I had an opportunity to work for a title company that was new to Amarillo, and that was end of, uh, let's see, 2021. Um, so like October, November is when I was presented the opportunity, and at first I I was like, man, I don't know if this is something that would fit what I want to do. I was just getting started into my second full year, heading into my second full year of real estate, really looking forward to seeing what that was going to be like, setting goals. Um, we had actually just got out of a meeting when I had officially, I, I got out of my meeting with my team leader. Um, and then I got a phone call a little while later with that official offer from the title company. And I was like, man, for right, for right now, I feel like this is the direction that I'm being pulled in. Um, and this is the, what I think is going to be best for myself and uh, my family for 
the time being. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it wasn't because I was in a bad place. It was just like, I, I feel like this opportunity is really incredible. And um, it all ended up coming back full circle. Um, officially, I had put in my <laughs> my notice at the title company um, second week of March and said, hey, I'm my last putting in my notice. So two weeks from now, I'll be done March 31st. And I appreciate everything you guys have done. This has been an incredible learning experience. I always, when I sit down and talk to people about it, um, there wasn't there wasn't anything that was it was bad about my position or what I did or the company or anything like that. It was, man, I take everything that I had learned and I'm just moving forward with it. Um, I just had seen the opportunities that are in front of me and in front of us and everything that we've got going here. And I said, well, I think this is going to be really incredible for everything that we have going forward. Um, so I love it. So man. Here you are, man, here yeah. I, here I am. So that was, yeah, it's been, what, two, two weeks now? We've been doing a little bit of traveling the last couple of weeks, and so I haven't had much time. But, man, it's going to be – it's getting for real. And there was – man, there were some things that I think were key indicators, too, that I think you left out over the last year and a half that, like, man, one, I know from what I've heard from people around you in the industry and also from you – like your last year and a half, you have seen crazy personal and career development and growth. Yeah. So like, can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think in that you also found your passion between real estate and title company. Mm-hmm. So could you talk a little bit about that? And yeah. cause I think that leads into your passion and why you're here and what your objective is here. Yeah. 100%. So can you talk about that? Man. Yeah. That's, that is a, a little bit of a, a key point right there. Um, but I really, I really developed a passion really in the last, I wouldn't even say year and a half. It's probably been 10, 10 months or so, 10 to 12 months where ago where I really figured out that I have a passion for people in career development and wanting to see others succeed. Um, and so I really, I, Decided a, a good mentor of mine, um, his name's Shane, and he's based out of San Antonio. He worked for the same title company as I did for, for a long time. Um, he moved to another title company recently, but um, I would consider him an, an incredible mentor of mine, and I learned a lot from that guy. Um, I talked to him. I still talk to him almost every week, um, but when we were in the industry together and with the same company, I mean, we talked two, three, four times a week. Uh, just getting on the phone and we talk about ideas and get each other excited about everything that we're doing. But one thing that uh, he always talked about before I even realized that this is something that I was passionate about was how gratifying it was to help somebody in setting their goals or encouraging them to set those goals and then taking it one step further and then helping them put a roadmap together of how to achieve those goals and when I sat down with him and really figured out that that's, that's all he was doing, he said, hey, I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to support you. Let me know what I can do to help you be better for yourself and for your business and everybody around you. Um, and that was a lot of things. I wasn't very big on reading books, um, mm-hmm. but that was that's another thing that has been really big, a big part of my life. Um, my goal this, this year is to read 24, so more than, uh, so it's two a month. Um, and I'm, I'm on track to do that right now. Um, super, super excited about it. It's been 
incredible, but I, I mean, any types of books, but personal development has been really big and something that he had told me that that's, that's what he did. He was like, I'm, I'm really big on this. I'm really big on uh, focusing on yourself first and your mental health and um, your physical and, and everything else that just ties into your daily life. And if you focus on th- these things and these things are really solid and in place, um, then everything else will just, it'll line out. I love um, that. But really staying disciplined um, as well. That's the biggest things you, you guys know just as well as I do, if not, if not more, um, just having more life experience under your belt. But if you can, there's a difference. I see a big difference between motivation and discipline um, because there's going to be some days where you feel, get up and wake up feeling motivated, but discipline takes effect when there's those days when you don't feel motivated. You have so to true. really, you have to really dive in and pull that out of yourself and say, okay, regardless of if I feel like doing it or not, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do this because I need to, because it's for myself or it's for my family. It's for my kids and our future, whatever that is, whatever your why is. Um, but man, all just all that to say it, it's been, it's been an incredible journey the last 10, 12 months of uh, really finding out my passion for, for people. I, I mean, I, I've always right really loved people and love being around people, but Man, I didn't realize how much I really loved seeing other people succeed. I don't know if, uh, you know, other people struggle with this, but uh, I've heard this is an issue, and it definitely is for me, but uh, one of the hardest things to do for me is goal setting. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so to think, of, you know, you, you want to help people achieve their goals. I think uh, one of the problems is, you know, how to, what are my goals? And yeah. how attainable are they? When are they attainable? You know, so to have someone to, and I think it's good to have someone else there to put that perspective in and say, um, you know, yeah, these are attainable. You can get these. You can do this or adjust them. You know, yeah. that's that's important yeah. to have that. And it's having that accountability partner. That's all. I mean, that's really all I am for people. It's the same as you and I working out together. I told him, I told Derek last night, I said, man, Text me in the morning when you get up to work out. I, I need some I need some accountability. I haven't been as disciplined as I usually am as getting up and going to the gym. And yeah. um, man, that's like that's what you need sometimes. You need that accountability partner mm-hmm. and that's somebody to yep, yep. Yep. Sometimes you need that because there's yeah. those days when you don't feel motivated to get oh, up yeah. and do those things. Yep. Yeah, and um I I love that Sam, you said it's it's sometimes hard to think about your goals or visualizing them or yeah. like what are your goals? Um, but I'd love to hear more about you, man. <laughs> why don't we, why don't we learn more about who Sam is? All right. Introduce yeah. yourself, man. Yeah. Well, okay. So, um, man, I did not, st- I did not start out, um, you know, in the, uh, with the entrepreneurial mindset in the beginning, I grew up here in Amarillo, um, lifelong and, uh, grew up in a, you know, in the, in a kind of a poor neighborhood and, so uh, I used to run around on the streets a little bit and uh, not in a bad way, but just, I mean, as a kid, you know, you just run around in the neighborhood, you know, mm-hmm. I grew up in the days when you rode your bicycle, you don't see that hardly anymore. But you come home when that street lights on, be, be inside the house. That's right. You yeah. know, and you put the little, you put the little playing cards in your, in the spokes of your bicycle to make that <laughs> revving sound. Yeah. All that. Um, so anyways, 
Grew up, graduated from Tascosa High School. I'm not going to say the year for you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, right after I graduated high school, started um, just, I knew I needed a job pretty quickly. Um, got engaged pretty quickly. And so I worked at the cemetery, Lano Cemetery. And uh, I was basically doing, uh, I mean, I was mowing and weed eating, mowing, we- mowing, mowing and weed eating. So it was a pretty menial job, but I look back. In fact, I was just talking about this the other week, and life was so simple that you just get out on the out on your mower or out on a weed eater, and you just just let go of the day and just do one thing, you know. So it was it was yeah. pretty simple and pretty easy, but uh, didn't sure didn't make any money. So uh, new to age twenty one, I'd ha- always thought that I would uh, want to be a policeman someday. So right when twenty right when I turned twenty one. Um, applied to be a police officer and worked for the Amarillo Police Department for 20 years. Um, and it's interesting because they put me in the same neighborhood that I grew up in. Oh, wow. Yeah, cool. so wow. it was pretty neat. Wow. Back to your roots, man. Back yeah. to my roots, man, a- absolutely. In fact, I got into a, to, uh, got into a foot chase one night, and uh, the guy's running in the, down the same block that I used to hang out in, you know, wow. and so... I'm chasing him and chasing him. I lose him. It's nighttime, and I'm like, there, I knew the, all the hidey holes, and he was in one of my little hidey holes that I used no, to I go into. I'm like, I, I know this. I, the man can't get past me. I know this story. Like, I created this one. Yeah, I know about this one. So, uh, yeah, I did that. What was interesting, though, is that I look back at where I'm at now. Um, I used to go into homes, and I used to think of, like, I wonder how much this home would sell for. Or, you know, I wonder what the uh, – like the market would be. And I always thought about maybe picking up a, a rental investment or buying a home. And, you know, I felt like, and I believed, and I was there for a season in police work. God put me there to serve the citizens of Amarillo, um, to protect and serve. You know, I was all about it. Still am. I, I have nothing but appreciation for. Shout out to all first responders out there, by the way. Absolutely. Thank you for, for what you did, man. Like, Thank you. You guys are true heroes, man. Still every day. I uh, think about those guys. I still have a lot of brothers in blue. So, um, anyways, uh, it, it, I do believe it was for a season. And about um, 15 years in my, into my law enforcement career, you know, I, I, uh, when I was on the SWAT team, and uh, as an alternate, and so I'm like, man, I, we would go into these homes, and you see these terrible things, and um, I just believe that God was calling me out of police work for many reasons, but for but mainly because I was on one side of the hammer, I was the hammer, and I wanted to be kind of get to these kids before the hammer dropped, gotcha. before I had to come and play right. Gotcha. So um, I was. Uh, started started looking at teaching and coaching to be there for these for these young little dudes and so um retired from police work got into keep keep teaching and coaching um and uh did that for a few years and then as just time went on um man i was like then it started to hit me that entrepreneurial spirit of like man there is more i am making uh, how much am i making um for a set amount of like a cap and pay, mm-hmm. yeah, right. So a friend of mine kind of approached me about real estate, and I was like, "Man, I've already been looking at investing, looking at uh, you know, and having more business opportunity." And I started learning more about it. Just dove in deep, just dove in all the way 
far as I can. That's how I am. I'm like all the way. Yeah. So uh, if you're gonna do something, do it 110. Exactly well, right. So um, so I just started looking at that, and there's again, you know, God calls you to to seasons, right? So um, that was just the season that He called me into uh, to be with the kids for coaching and teaching. That was the season, and you know, real estate is is the season I'm in now. So you know, I'm I'm I be, I'm a believer in being ever being wherever God calls me to be. Yeah. So um, you know, the things I love is what I really like about real estate is that it is a truly a way to create a legacy, to create something for your family. You know, for us, what we do yeah. is we help families get into a home that it could be their first time or first home that they ever bought, and now they have something that is an ability for them to create wealth, to create a, something they can pass down to their kids, mm-hmm. something that they can, um, you know, have a, a name on that that you can't take that piece of dirt from them. Right. As long as they're doing the right things, you can't take that piece of dirt from them, you can't take that house from them, and uh, it's a way to, for them to build wealth. And that, for me, um, is, is the reason why I'm here. Yeah. I love that. Sam. And I think also, just going back to kind of what that question that Derek had asked me, um, I think for you just getting into police work and that shows alone how much you truly care about other people yeah. over yourself. Um, and I, I think that's we're, we're all <laughs> in that in that same uh, space. I get I, I guess we, I think we all believe the same things where um, really just caring about people and then got into teaching and coaching. And again, that's more sacrifice there where you're taking that opportunity to pour into kids what what was that like for you during that season though on the coaching and teaching yes oh man loved it um well I loved it and hated it at the same time you know (laughs) (laughs) coaching and uh I mean coaching in particular but I would say teaching as well is definitely something that for the long haul these teachers which I have much respect for that stay in it for their lives it's a 100% calling because it is long hours of um, grading or coaching, you know, you're on the road, um, two hours to a game, two hours back. If you're in one of these small towns, um, it is, it is late nights thinking about these kids and, um, you know, it's, it's putting up with their mess and, and especially I think if you're in junior high, it's particularly different because, you know, there are just so many hormonal changes that are going on. It's like literally you have one kid one day who is, you know, just a, a beast and the next day they're totally different. So you got to be able to erase everything that happened the day before because you got a brand new kid in there, you know, this day. And so, you know, and it's funny too. I remember coaching in the junior high, you know, coaching football and these kids don't know anything about football. And they're like, so how many knee pads do you need? I'm like, well, <laughs> depends on how many knees you got. Let's think about that. You know, it turns out most so, people have two knees. Yeah, as Not it turns all. out. No, you know, so, um, you know, I remember one at a time, you know, I'm teaching, I'm coaching these little seventh graders and, you know, I'm trying to give them the, you know, the spill, you know, like, let's go out and go, we're going to go crush them. You know, we're going to give them no mercy, you know, and like, I'm giving my like warriors call, you know, I'm like, we're going to yeah. crush them. And I look over and one of these, one of these little dudes has got his shirt pulled up and he's picking his, he's picking his belly button, you know, I'm like, that's not the time. That's not the time. <laughs> you know? So. That's not the intimidation we're going <laughs> for, man. That's right. 
but you know, you just kind of you kind of roll with the flow and you laugh about that kind of stuff. And um, you know, I had some great times. It it taught me a lot um, personally about um, you know about grace and about discipline too, because there's a, a need for. I think that's something that is missing in the schools. I mean, we can have a long talk about this, but I think that's what's missing in the schools today is like there's a lot of grace that's given, but, you know, not a lot of discipline, you know. Uh, and and it, it's not just the schools. It's it's in the home. It's in the it's in the culture. You know, it's real talk here. So it's, real it's, talk, it, it's in the it's in the homes. It's in the culture. It's missing. Um, you know, I just pray that 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 comes back and it can it just takes a, it just it just takes moving a mountain. Yeah, it can yeah. happen. With a little face, you can do it. That's right. I appreciate that, Sam. Um, yeah. Man, I guess I'll, I'll share a little bit about me. Um, I grew up here in the Texas Panhandle, about 50 miles away from Amarillo, a little small town called Stanette. Um, Stanette America. Oh, Stanette America, bud. <laughs> and, um, man, growing up, I was just – uh, tons of energy, man. I was just, I was always the hot Imagine guy. that. I can't imagine oh, that. Oh, man. You know, I uh, grew up playing sports and um, ended up going to uh, to West Texas A&M University in Canyon after graduating high school. And, man, I, I, I've been a worker my whole life. I think my first job actually was, well, let's, I knew I had an entrepreneur spirit when I started a lemonade stand on Main Street in my hometown. That's right. Um, I was probably... I don't know, eight years old. Funny story about that is the first batch of lemonade I was selling, my grandma forgot to put sugar in it. And so I was selling bitter lemonade <laughs> oh, on the street. Terrible. And everybody was so <laughs> kind about it, telling me how great it was. And then we tasted it. And I was like, hey, Mimi, something's wrong with the with the lemonade. I think we need to add sugar. <laughs> so that was my first like venture into anything. And then at like 12 years old, I started mowing yards around my town. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I was a lifeguard. Um, and then I worked for a local, um, fire industrial safety store where my mom worked and I was kind of like the delivery guy. I worked in like the host shop and did inventory. Um, and then went to college, had multiple jobs all through college. Um, you know, bucking hay to working at Starbucks to your lemonade stand didn't make it. Oh man. I had to, I had to shut her down, but it was no no referral business. Yeah. No referral business out of that, man. (laughs) I think whenever whenever you don't uh, give the right product, people kind of tend to go away. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, um, <laughs> but man, I got into college. I uh, didn't really know what I wanted to do. I thought I had an idea of what I wanted to do in college, which is why I went to college because I didn't know what I wanted to do out of high school. It was always athletics, athletics, athletics. I was just too busy all the way to really think through what I really wanted, and I didn't know. And so I ended up going to college for sports and exercise sciences, and. Um, got close to graduating, still didn't know what I wanted to do. And, but all along the way, um, I was doing all of these jobs. So I, I did landscaping here in Amarillo. Um, we used to mow, um, local apartment complexes. We used to build fences. We used to be, Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, we, we used to do 17 yards before noon. So when you were talking about mowing yards, I was like, that, that was my passion, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I remember by the time I was 19, I started kind of getting the entrepreneurial itch and I think I was in the same way. I just, I couldn't, an eight to five or a nine to five just really didn't set in for me. Like I just, I wanted a little bit more freedom. I wanted more opportunity. Um, Not to say that eight and eight to fives and nine to fives aren't just great for people who love those roles and need stability and some of the other things that it provides them. It just wasn't for me. 
And, um, and so I ended up getting my personal training certification when I was 19, drove myself to Dallas to do that, take the course. Um, and then I came back up here and I started my, um, my, my journey as, as a personal trainer. And I remember thinking when I was 19 years old, I just graduated high school. I was a couple of years in college and I could make 25 to 50 bucks an hour as a personal trainer. And I was like, man, that's crazy yeah. money. You yeah. know, I was also working for uh, Baptist St. Anthony's as a transporter at the hospital on weekends. And then um, I was also um, working as a resident assistant in the dorms. And so I had so many jobs all the way through college just to put myself through that um, I ended up at 19 starting five notebooks of business ideas. And it was because I'd always had this way of thinking of business and like, what could I do to start a business? And, and it started off with landscaping because I was in landscaping for forever. So sure. I thought about a, a landscaping company. Then it was a coffee shop and then, and then it was a fitness facility and all of these ideas just kept spawning. And I was just like, man, like I had the itch from an early age. Well, I didn't know what I was going to do before I graduated college. And so I just went into a master's program and I ran, um, I, I co-ran the human performance research lab at WT and did research, taught a couple of classes like exercise, physiology, sport, nutrition, assisted with those classes and yeah, taught the labs. Really tough. Yeah, man. And, uh, did all of that stuff. And I got through with college and still, I mean, I had a master's degree, still didn't have a clue what I wanted to do. So wow. I remember I was working at Starbucks still, and I was a shift team leader and uh, there were talks about me moving into like an assistant manager role. And I just remember for two years, this other job had tried to recruit me and it was in reta the retail space. And I kept telling them, no, 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 no. I finally jumped in and did it. And I ended up being a manager in training right away. And, um, and then I ended up going to San Angelo, Texas and running this store that um, other district managers and other regional people had tried to go to the store and turn a profit and they didn't have any success. And I remember going down there and firing two people the first day, hiring two people while I was there and we turned a 25% profit in three days. And so wow. when I got done, even the people I fired came up to me the day before I left and thanked me and still wished me well. And so um, hmm. I came back, they tried to offer me a, a, another store that I had said in the meantime, I never would take this store. And so Right away, I started seeing what we have all kind of hinted on. I saw this, like, ceiling above me already. Yeah. And I was like, that was the only time in my life I've actually quit a job without having something to replace it. And it was because I knew in my heart it just wasn't the right place for me. I was like, I, I just, I don't do well in a space where I can't learn, where I can't grow, where I can't continue to pour into other people the way that I was really called to. And so um, left that job. And there was other reasons, too, like, um, starting to try to grow a family and some other things. It just wasn't conducive for that lifestyle. And so I ended up leaving there. I was in um, health insurance space for a long time. I worked for Blue Cross Blue Shield. Ended up going to a medical sales company and traveling the country in medical sales, doing trade shows and talking to doctor's offices and um, and all kinds of different specialty groups in, in the, um, the, the uh, health industry. And then... Um, and then from there, life happened. Uh, my mom ended up passing away. And so I ended up moving back to my hometown and then going to the Borger Refinery and working for Phillips 66 as a contractor, not for Phillips, but for a contracting company. Completely different space than what I had known. Jumped in, worked there a couple of years, then got hired on with Phillips 66, worked in the refinery space, working crazy shift work, day nights, all those things. 
Well, what that spawned into and what that allowed me to do was we had seven straight days off every month. And so I was actually on my own fitness and health journey as well. and went through kind of like a body transformation and lost a bunch of weight. And everybody at work was asking me what I was doing and if I could help them. And so I, I don't recommend this, but while we were in Mexico for a wedding, my wife was eight months pregnant with our daughter. And I started a business while she was eight months pregnant. <laughs> I'm like, hey, honey, we're going to go back. I'm going to start this business. I have all these people who are wanting me to help them lose weight. Surprise. Surprise, surprise. So um, not a good idea in retrospect. But what it did was teach me the ropes of starting a business from scratch, really going for it. And I ended up coaching clients all over the world, um, which was really my first venture out into running and owning my own business, operating my own business, and, and doing the marketing behind it and everything. So that was my first foot in the door where I just leaned into it and went for it. And then um, I remember being at work and my soul got stirred. And I remember calling Tamara thinking, hey, we're not going to be here much longer. And she was like, what's going to happen to us? (laughs) And I was like, no, I I really feel like we're not going to be in Borger, Texas much longer. So we felt we went on a a vacation to Oregon because we felt like um, there may be an opportunity for for us there that God might be calling us to Oregon. So we went and I was completely opposed to it. Three days in, we're on campus at Oregon State University. God lays it on my heart. I looked straight at my wife and I said, I think this is our next home. So we finished out our trip, went all over the state, um, came back home, job search. Two months later, we were there. Wow. So our family thought we were crazy, but we completely went based on faith that this is exactly where we were called. And it completely changed our lives, like broke us down to our foundations. Um, Like, like just the story of how we ended up there was just an incredible testimony to like our faith and what God had done in our lives at that point. And so we get broken down, completely transformed. I went up there for a, um, what ended up being a general manager position for a fitness facility that was tied to a hospital group. And so they moved us up there. Well, I was feeling like we were, we were getting called into something else. I was like, I kept telling Tamara, I was like, honey, like, I don't feel like this is ultimately where I'm going to be. Uh, there was this girl that had come in there and was in real estate. And we had looked at purchasing something while we were up there and she was helping us. And day one, she was like, have you two ever thought about real estate? You guys would be amazing <laughs> at it. And so I hunted her down. It took two years. I hunted her down to my facility. And I said, hey, I want to learn more. I'm dead serious about this. I think this is what we might be called to. So we go to career night one night and immediately Tamara and I we're just like, we should have been doing this 10 years ago. This mm-hmm. is exactly what we were supposed to be doing. Yeah. So I jumped straight in, um, left my job, gave a 30-day notice, and just dove headfirst into real estate, not knowing a soul in Oregon. And so we were in a market. We didn't have a sphere. We didn't know a lot of people. And I dove in, and I just remember it was a grind for six months. I worked I worked my tail end off trying to make this work because also at the same time, we ended up having a, a son during that time. So it was a complete step out in faith. So for all of you that are looking at making a change, what I can tell you is sometimes it takes faith. It takes jumping off the ledge yeah. and going for it and trusting that God's going to provide that step along the way. It's not about you seeing the step because that doesn't require faith. But if you take that leap of faith, that's where you feel like you're called and you're passionate about it. And that's where it li- your heart lies. And that's where you feel like you're being convicted to go. Go in faith and do it. That's do where, not hesitate. That's where I was going to go with this too. Is like every one of us, you know, we all have we've talked as we've talked about and had many conversations. We've all had like, okay, for those that are thinking about this right now, man, it is scary. There's scary, no, man. there's no doubt. There's because you know 
if you're used to a nine to five paycheck, if you're used to having a, a salaried position, I mean, yeah. the, you know, you're used to having this st- steady income. Um, and you, you know, success isn't, um, you, you don't have to worry about success because you're just, you're just in a place where you're going to get a steady paycheck. But I've heard your story where you couldn't even go buy a burrito, you know, yeah. like you were, you we know, were you, broke, you broke. Broke. yeah. Yep. And so we've all <laughs> been there, but it, it's, it takes that perseverance and, and knowing that, um, you know, that you can create your own success and if, and, uh, just follow God's calling. It's what I say. And, you know, he's going to put you and the right people in your place, yeah. but it is a, it is a step of faith. Yeah. And I, I love that you said that too, because what you talked about earlier was accountability, you know, alongside what you're passionate about. And I mean, I remember I was six months in without a paycheck with a three month old. I knew we were getting tight with money. And, um, I met with my coach that night at the refinery or at the, at my, my old brokerage, because I thought, man, something needs to give. I'm either going to quit or I'm gonna have to get a job or I'm gonna have to join a team. Something yeah. needs to give. And she pointed me back to my original motivation and she said, well, you told me you had a specific purpose in this. Has that changed? No. Are you getting fearful? Cause you don't have money. Yeah. I got right. a three month old, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and she said, well, if you had to tell your best friend back home that you were going to quit or get a job, how would that make you feel? And I said, like, I failed. Like, I didn't set out to do what I was called to do. And she said, do you think you can go back home and tell your wife that you're going to see this through? I said, yeah. So I went home and I told Tamara, she said, what'd you decide? And I said, man, I said, honey, we were called to this. I said, I can't, we can't give up. We got to see this through. She said, well, I trust God. I trust you. The next week we had our first client. And my wife, being as wise as she is, don't tell her I said that, but <laughs> as wise as she is, she told me after the fact that we had $3 to our name by the time that uh, that first commission check hit. But what was incredible about that is the year prior, I was working two jobs, 90 to 100 hours a week. And I mean, I'm just being 100% transparent, real talk here, right? Like That's right. I grossed $43,000 with two kids at home. Well, those first three months when I had that first check in real estate, I made exactly that, actually a little more than that in those first three months in my first nine months of real estate than I did all that year prior and really took off from there. I mean, we ended up, you know, being the the number one team in our market center at the time. We ended up being uh, one of the top groups in our market center. I ended up coaching um, a lot of different agents, teaching customer service seminars, ended up becoming a vice president of growth and an assistant team leader and just really just like exploded. And then God called us back to Amarillo. <laughs> so start over. You're starting over. <laughs> starting over, man. <laughs> well, there's, there's another point to that too, is it, it, um, you know, and that we, we stay pretty busy, you know, we stay pretty busy as agents and it can, it can take up a lot of time. But I will say another reason why I looked at this is because I remember, coaching and teaching, as I said, I mean, it's long hours, mm-hmm. long days. And I just thought, um, man, when can I go see my son? You know, he plays soccer. He's in, he's got a lot of school events. I've got a daughter that lives on the East coast. And when can I go see them? And now, you know, we can make our own hours as a, as, an, as a business, as my, owning my own business, as you know, doing my own thing. I can make my own hours. If my, my son has something going on at school. I just reschedule around it. Yep. So for those that are thinking about, you know, those that are listening that are wondering about, it, is this the right step? Yeah. You know, this could be a true way to have more time with your with your with your family. Although it is busy. Oh yeah. You can make your own hours. Yeah, and I think you know there's an ebb and flow to this business. You're going to have some that have. I mean, there's kind of two different business philosophies in real estate, right? Like you have 
where you can reverse engineer your paychecks, where you can go on so many appointments, you can take so many listings, you have so many conversion rates, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Or you can run, choose to run your business how you see fit that's best for your life, that's best for your family, that's best for your clients and those around you. And I think you can do that in both places, but I think there's one that is going to be a little bit more honoring to you and the people around you. Yeah. And I think there's one that's going to be more God-led than the other one because I'm, I'm a huge believer that it takes faith and it takes God doing things inside of me and for me that I don't have full control myself of my own destiny. To an, ex, to an extent, yes, because I get to make my own decisions and there's free will. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a huge aspect to this business where, man, you've got to have faith. You've got to have a little tough skin. You've got to have some trust. Yeah. You've got to lean on others. And I think, um, you know, we're really fortunate that we're all in this together, that we all found each other because you and I met last year when I first got back in the business when you were still at the title company. Yep. As one of my prospects. Yeah. And (laughs) you're one of my agents trying to, I'm trying to earn your business. Yep. And I knew day one, like me and you were two peas in a pod. Yeah. And then I talked to you several times on the phone before we met here recently. Yeah. And all of a sudden, here we are in this organization together, and we're growing this thing together. We're hosting, you know, Amarillo Real Talk. We have a podcast. We have all these other things in the work. But I've been more excited about business right now and life in general right now because of the people around me than I have been in five years. And you know, all the accolades and everything else. I'm like, man, I put that to the side because I'm having more fun right now with you guys being able to grow this and do this. And, you know, I think that's important for the people who are listening to know, like what our hearts are here, like Mm -hmm. what we're trying to do. Like we're trying to, in a way, provide a level of service to people that really shows we truly care about them. You've alluded to that. You've alluded to that. I've been in service my whole life. And I think those are passions that we have. And, I know that the more people that see us and hear us talk are going to be able to see that in our community. And I think what that's going to do is pour into other agents locally here. And I think it's going to pour into other businesses here. And I can't wait to do this with you guys to really, you know, impact this community in a way that, um, that we haven't seen yet. Yeah. 100%. You know, I'm excited yep. for that. What are some of you guys' goals with, with what we're doing right now? Man, I'm on that same track with you. I think that, uh, really just looking at it as a as a big picture, but also one step at a time in the direction that we're wanting to go and really changing, uh, I think, the, the culture and the heart of people in business in general. Yes, in real estate, that's a big, I mean, that's a big part. That's what we do. Yeah. Um, but I think in business in general and the relationships that we have right now or the relationships that we want to, the new relationships we're trying to build and the the friendships that we're really trying to create out of our business and having an opportunity like this and starting a podcast and everything else that we have been talking about coming down the pipeline in the near future, things that we're really wanting to do because we care about people. And that's where, that's where our hearts are. My, my heart is in relationship with people. And I, like I had said before, that is, I really figured out that that was my passion when I got started in title uh, they kind of gave me the rundown of what my role was going to look like. And because at first, before I knew what it was going to look like, they, uh, they had told me and I was like, oh man, this is actually right down my wheelhouse. Like I can, I can do this. I can hang out with realtors and build these relationships because I, I care about people. Yeah. Um, and this is what I'm really passionate about and, um, just serving people and 
providing providing service, and that's what I was in my role. That's what I was doing at the time, providing the best service that I possibly could. Um, yeah, that's for me. That's where it's at. My general vision is is to um, be because we work a lot with a lot with other professionals. We network a lot. You know, we we are in the business of meeting other business people, basically. So my general vision is to be just a a conduit uh, to where we connect other business people together, and you know, be a resource to where other people can can come together and collaborate. It's, I mean, I think that if we can have collaboration, I mean, the business is going to run a lot more efficient. It's going to yeah. be a lot smoother. And, you know, and when I was looking at getting into real estate, there was nobody local that could really just have a, a real estate perspective or a business perspective. And if we can be that perspective locally to where people that are looking to get into the business can look to, and I'm all about that. Yeah. Or people looking for, for things to help them in, in, in their home or uh, needing to get to know vendors or people that are, I mean, HVAC, plumbing, all of those things. When you have those connections and the relationships with those types of people as well, that's obvious. That's going to be super beneficial for our business and what we do. But then it just goes back to what you said and connecting people. Yeah. So right. To and and I people. love that too. Like part of my vision with that too is exactly in line with you guys. And I think, you know, as we're going to do more and more podcasts over time, I mean, we're going to have these vendors, we're going to have business owners on here, we're going to have other successful agents on here, we're going to have people in here in this space to be able to impact people who are listening in, to be able to impact people in our industry, to be able to impact people in Amarillo, Texas, and be the conduit of connectivity between these people and just really just impact these people's lives in such a positive way that man, this community is going to change. The way people view real estate is going to change. The way that people view business is going to change. And I think um, with us being real and us having genuine hearts and being authentic, I think people are going to see that over time. And I think that's going to lead to some pretty cool things here locally. And, and I love that you said, you know, those local resources. I mean, that's what we're going to be. We're going to be the local resources people are going to listen into. They're going to get you're going to get help in real estate. You're going to get help in business. You're going to get help in life. You're going to get help in connecting people to do certain jobs for you. You need like my hope is, is, is as you listen to this podcast, that there's something you get to learn along the way. There's something you get to take away along the way. And maybe your life is impacted a little bit more better today than it was yesterday just by listening. That's my hope. Cool. Yeah. Well, hey, it's been and this has been an incredible opportunity. I love sitting down with you guys. Uh, we've sat down several times in the past over the last few weeks. Uh, this is, it's great getting to jump on here and get this podcast going with episode one. And I'm looking forward to everything that's going to be coming from, from all of this. So my name is Shay Olson. Now I'm Sam Martinez. I'm Derek Manasco. Thanks for keeping it real with us. Later. See ya.